which is like not something you would standard do but I you know that's why we tailor the surgeries to the to each patient and um so I yeah that was something that she she was very well researched but it wasn't really in her headspace that that was but I think doing the lower it's not in my headspace (laughs) hey refam my name's Kate and welcome back to keeping it real the podcast that loves a bit of nostalgia. This week, we're looking back at the highlights and lowlights of 2022. From the best patient results to must-listen podcast apps and our top advice for new patients. So, it's the end of the year, which means we get to do a wrap-up, which is the best part of podcasting. Um, this has been the first year that we haven't been like in and out of lockdowns. We haven't been faced with uncertainty for a long time. I think we were booking like two weeks in advance or well, not even booking, but like letting patients know because we had no mm. idea. Um, and that obviously was affecting our patients massively. It was affecting us massively um, and the whole shebang. So this year, obviously, we were locked down the first three months. Mm-hmm. But at, for the vast majority of the year, we haven't been in and out. How do you think that's kind of changed your approach to surgery this year or your experience with surgery? Uh, I actually think I think that first three months this year was probably one of the hardest periods because it kind of felt the least necessary. Um, so that was really hard. Um, but since then, it's been, it's been amazing. Uh, just the ability to book cases without being worried about cancellations. We've had the audit cancellation just related to, you know, people actually having COVID. Um, but, um, yeah, since since that time has been so much better. Uh, and, you know, we've been lucky. We've had a lot of patients. We've had a lot of flexibility in, in booking. But um, so, yeah, just caused so much work for all the staff here and a lot of stress for Kim and I. So, yeah, that's made it a lot better. And I think patients are so much less stressed in the lead up to their surgeries now because um, last year they were like, well, am I, am I having an operation next week or not? And the feeling of not knowing, having everything in your life on hold, your work, your kids, everyone, everything planned and not knowing, even on the day people were coming into hospital and still terrified of either their rat test when they arrived at the hospital mm. being positive or for some reason on the day they'd be like, sorry, we, we can't do your operation. And so the, the ang- extra anxiety that causes, when you're already pretty stressed about coming in for a surgery. Um, so it, it's nice that people kind of like, okay, well, my surgery day is my surgery day in almost all circumstances. Yeah. I think it's, it's great for our patients. It's yeah, and it just kind of cuts down the buzz. What are you proudest of this year? Uh, I, I think the way we educate patients I think we've taken that to a, to another level through your great work on the podcast, but our Facebook lives, um, and now with with YouTube and Instagram and our uh, the Read Girls group. Um, I think Kim and I both pride ourselves on on being able to provide that information for uh, patients. Um, but there's a lot of work behind the scenes in doing that. But you know, I think it, I, I really like now patients come in; they kind of feel that they know us. They certainly know our approach. They know the limitations of what we can do. Um, so it, there's a lot of work that goes into it, but um, that's probably what makes me most proud. What is a commonly held belief about plastic surgery that you vehemently disagree with? Uh, for me, it's that uh, that what we do is trivial or um, 
uh, elective or unimportant. Um, and th- that really came a lot out a lot during COVID with the way um, the government treated us, hospitals treated us, our colleagues, non-plastic surgeons and, and some plastic surgeons. Um, and I think, you know, I think patients who come to see us have a real problem or real concern um, and they're often dismissed or they have been dismissed that their re- concerns and issues are not real and they're just self-esteem issues. Um, but the patients that we both see are, are, are patients who they have an actual problem and to try and um, trivialise it and say, oh, it's not as important as someone with a knee or someone... Um, you know, any other number of uh, elective surgery procedures. Uh, I think it's really dismissive. I think it's rude. I think it's, dare I say, misogynistic. (laughs) Yeah, I think even like in the coverage when people were like ostensibly on our side and it was like we're trying to get plastic surgery back up or whatever and they were like, oh, you know, there's people like and it still had to, they're like, it's not all like boobs and bums or whatever. Like it still had to be, they're like, no, it's not all of that like ridiculous stuff. So it is very much like... Bottom of the tier. Yeah, I mean, plastic, plastic uh, aesthetic surgery in, in Australia has a really proud history. We've got some of the um, you know world leaders and and um, in in that area, um, great contributors around the world. Um, and I, I just the way some of the hierarchy organisations treat us and, and the surgery do, I think, is um, wrong. And time for that to change. <laughs> yeah, I thought that's. Uh, I see it. That it's about vanity and, you know, mm. like mm. 99.9% of our patients are coming in and it's not about them being vain. As you said, they've got an actual problem. Um, and the other, the other thing is that it's for the rich and famous and it's inaccessible yeah. for the everyday person. Um, and I think I think with our education and their community that we're building that people know that now that it's like, oh, but you still get the occasional patient come in that's sort of like, oh, you know, I've had big boobs my whole life but I never knew it was something that I could deal with and, and then, then they start talking and they know 10 people that have the same problem um and so i, I think i think people are just talking about it a bit more and it's a bit more yeah. accessible it's, it's not also like even if it is for vanity yeah you can. So mm. it's like this like thing where you're supposed to be like the healthiest fittest person but you're also meant to do all of that without caring like mm. you have to just look like that naturally because like if you try to do that then you're also going to be Evil. down upon that yeah right. it's bizarre um, what is something that everybody in plastic surgery should stop doing? Uh, I had one easy answer, but it was like BBL. It was kind of my, like, um, yeah. so Brazilian butt lift, you know, it's uh, mostly what you see in the media is barbaric. Um, yeah. And the, the Kardashian absolutely is just the, the prime example of how hideous something can look and what that's going to look like. Over time, do you reckon it's still as popular? I feel like I mean I don't know. Is I don't know because like we don't talking about it less, oh. and maybe because p- people know don't call us because we don't do it. Yeah, so we're probably just not getting that inquiry. But uh, I don't know because the Kardashians all had theirs dissolved. So I'm like, are we? But is their fat that they've had jammed in there? Look at them; they're all <laughs> streamlined now. What about um. you? Uh, stop calling non-surgeon surgeons. Mm. <laughs> uh, I had a patient last week who was all lined up to have surgery at one of these clinics that's been in the media um, and the clinic got closed down and the, the surgery proposed was just ridiculous. Um, and then she'd lined up to have it done overseas. And fortunately, and she was a past patient of mine, 
for another procedure, and she but she came back to see me, and um, and I uh, she took my advice, which was great. But you know, there, there's this whole world, and you know, we've talked about it lots on podcasts. We've um, recently done a, a Instagram story about it. Um, it's just so misleading. And there's no need for it. The, the small number of GP rural GPs mm. that it benefits, uh, it's. It, it's minuscule compared to the damage that's being done. Yeah. So stop calling non-surgeon surgeons. Cosmetic doctors. Yeah, fine. Yeah. No problem they're, with that. Yeah, they're, they're a doctor. They're not a surgeon. Yeah. And even then, are they? Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> not always. <laughs> Mostly they've actually got a medical degree, but yeah. that's about it. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, a Keeping It Real podcast episode that you think is crucial listening Oh, the weight loss one for sure. Um, uh, you know, I think that, that is something that we do harp on about it, but it, it's it's so important and so critical. Um, and the other one, just for pure interest, I thought was the um, the history of plastic surgery, because mm. uh, as Richard said, that you know the, there is a massive history that is that is not um, uh, just about people wanting. Bigger breasts. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but yeah. there's there's a lot more that goes into our history, but also our learning and teaching to to be able to do all those things and troubleshoot. That one was I really liked when I was like, oh, and India was a leader. You guys were like, <laughs> yeah, because they were chopping off women's noses. noses. I was like, <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> what yeah. about you? Uh, I'm going with one of the recent ones, Lacey's breast reduction story. Uh, I thought you did a great job with her. I thought she was awesome. It was a great story and and not a totally – hers was a bit at the extreme end, but uh, certainly every day we see modifications, variations of that um, and the benefit she got. But uh, she's also – amazing to listen to so. so funny i had to yeah. cut out like minutes of me just cackling like yeah i just had to yeah. keep editing i was like oh my god because i was like a hyena so like there's actually a lot more good content maybe from maybe that, there's be real we yeah think. honestly yeah, like, like, <laughs> it's just gonna be me like obnoxiously scream laughing into the thing yeah. but yeah she was very very funny i'll link all those podcasts um as well so you guys can what's, easily find them what's your favorite podcast of the year kate so look, i really loved oh was that i think that might have been last year Oh, that's <laughs> um, okay. Um, I really like all the patient ones. Like I love chatting yeah. to everybody. I really love doing Kristen's one, um, and Lacey's and Haley's. Like I, lo- I feel it's very humbling to have people be so comfortable to be so vulnerable and like yeah, fully sh- opening their yeah. whole story. To like me. hold mm. nothing back, share things that I, like even you know might add to their story that have nothing to do with plastic surgery, mm. and they're so honest because that uh, the through line for all of them is that they want to help other women and they want to make sure that like you know especially like muscle separation and breast reduction like they had no idea that they had access to these services or even what muscle separation was so they're like oh like if just one woman hears that and they're like oh that kind of resonates with me and I think mm. it is just a yeah, very humbling experience to have them share with you which is good and they're all very funny and mm. pretty and they're so <laughs> and they're so real you know it's yeah. just it's real real genuine stories yeah, yeah, from yeah, exactly. genuine people they're I know. awesome stunning all right, on that thread, what's your favourite Facebook Live and why? Oh, uh, my last one. Mm-hmm. Um, first, it was on breast reduction. So, um, you know, one of my favourite topics. 
and technically everything went smoothly. <laughs> um, so there's a bit, that, again, behind the scenes that goes into doing a Facebook Live, but uh, everything went to plan, yeah. all my scenes were done. Um, I added a couple of new tricks, which all came off, but um, sure no, I enjoyed it. Noticed. And I, I think I sort of did, yeah, yeah probably don't, didn't notice, um, but um, I sort of talked a bit more about some more nuanced things that we maybe hadn't discussed in um, other Facebook Lives, and I'm sure you'll link to some of the other Facebook Lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I touched on a few different um, broader topics with regards to breast reduction, so that was kind of fun as well. Um, the one I actually enjoyed the most had probably had the least engagement. So people that haven't seen it, <laughs> um, and I think it's a topic that we really haven't talked about all that much was the upper back lift. Mm. One. Oh. And I think because um, certainly some of the images that um, I had for that was you know quite astounding. And I actually just had a patient just leave the rooms who um, is a significant forty kilo weight loss yeah. boobs are totally fine, mm. um, and she's like, mm. I don't need that. And then was thought she was coming for lower body lift consult because um, that's what most people <laughs> end up having after that. And her lower back was actually fine as well, but mm. it, her tummy and her upper back were the issues. And so, oh, interesting. Um, yeah, and so it was is not something – because she was kind of like even before she took her clothes off, like grabbing her sides. And I'm like, where are you grabbing? <laughs> and yeah. then when I took her clothes off, I'm like, you know, this is the, the area and showing her on her own photos. And she's like, yeah, I see what you mean. And then – showing her some of the photos of the patients from that live Mm. um, is because, yeah, a a breast reduction where you're not addressing that side. And I know you talked about that in that live this week as well, um, where the breast just keeps going around the side. You just can't fix that with a Mm. breast reduction. And So are you going to do, I mean, whatever she books, but it was a proposed surgery from like here back and like hip to hip? Yes. In the front? Yeah, which is like not something you would standard do, but yeah, yeah. I, you know, that's why we tailor the surgeries to the to each patient. And um, so I, yeah, that was something that she she was very well researched, but it wasn't really yeah. in her headspace that that was. But I think doing the lower, it's not in my headspace. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you're a significant weight loss patient, I think you know have have a look at that Facebook live on upper back lift because it is an area that is. I think we're doing increasingly more mm. of because we're assessing that that's something that people would benefit from. Yeah. Um, and certainly it's not not everyone needs it, but, um, you know, in a, a vast amount of difference to that upper back or the, you know, mm. bra line area um, and the side, the side Yeah, role. I thought his the story, the pictures, I was like, oh, I didn't even thought of that before. Mm. But like you really see it where you're like, oh, you can absolutely see why mm. a breast reduction that stopped there. Mm. And I'm sure, like ten years ago, I'd uh, pr- probably done breast reductions where people, were, you know, have this massive roll on their side afterwards, and like, wow, well, you know, it is what it is because you, mm. that's you've got skin and fat there, but not kind of like, oh yeah, well, if we keep going all the way around, I'm going to yeah. fix that problem for you. Mm. I find I find I'm, I assess the back way more in the last few years than than mm. previously had. Yeah, um, right. Both lower back and, and upper back. Yeah. Um, it's also a great area for liposuction. Yeah. Um, but I think when patients come in to talk about their tummy, often part of the issue is their waist and, and lower back as well. Yeah, but it's like they're only ever looking at their front. So yeah, yeah, yeah. This mm. is exactly. what's bothering me. That's why they come to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm but, then they, but then they're grabbing them. They're like, oh, my bra makes this yeah. squirt out above or below. And it's like, well, yeah. 
360, I'm sorry. 360, Mm, top and bottom. Um, If you had to pick one thing that patients kind of take away from everything we've done this year, like one thing that they should have learned, what would it be? Oh, do I get to go first? Yeah. I think because I think we'll be the same. Yeah, I know. You can put it on three, honestly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, again, to harp on it, but it's come up again this week. Um, you know, it's it's being at your goal weight for surgery. So easy to work out. Um, BMI, if that's too hard, 100 off your height plus maybe five uh, kilos from there. Um, that's where generally we want you to be. Um, and we highlighted in, I think, a, a, a story or a reel, uh, a patient who'd come in and gone through their GP and would you call it hate mail that we got? <laughs> We defended we, – we had a, some, one of it, someone who follows us is a GP and we upset her and we haven't got back to him like I should. But um, it wasn't, you know, um, beating up on GPs. GPs have a really hard job. I think they're undervalued. They're underpaid. But um, taking all those things into account, like good medicine is still good medicine and referring someone who's overweight to see us is still bad medicine. Um, and so I saw a patient just today who'd come in – for um, a, a tummy tuck and muscle repair. And I said, look, you're just not going to get a good result. I'm not going to be able to repair the muscle. And I referred her on to someone to um, help lose weight because she tried lots of other things. Um, so that's for me. Same, same, same as last year. Yeah. I know. Nice. <laughs> uh, uh, I actually had – oh, yeah. yeah uh, mine was more of a, the post-op journey. Mm-hmm. As, oh, actually, good. Mine was, my catchphrase for the – the, uh, to follow on from that is uh, trust the process. Yeah. So yeah. there's there's a lot of um, stress post-operative as well, and com- people comparing themselves to each other. And I'm too big, I'm too small, I'm too tired. Or this bit sticks out still. Um, this bit's uneven. Um, you know, it it takes time. Don't don't overanalyze things yeah. at day one. Um, and you know, I've certainly had patients like absolutely freaking out at their one week about size and at four months they're like oh my god I you know I love you it's amazing the result I'm so happy so yeah it, and it's a mm. tricky it's a hard road for them and it, it's it is um stressful for everyone getting through that that um roller coaster but yeah you know there's you've chosen us to perform your surgery for you for on a trust basis so that there's that's an ongoing thing to get yeah, it's to so hard so when you're like you're so built up to like booking and you know you might have waited so long for the thing for the first consult and then you waited so long for the thing and then for it to be it's like when you go to the physio and they're like do these stretches and you're like Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, fix it. isn't this a magic way that yeah, i can yeah. get where i want to be yeah. yeah but it is yeah. but yeah and then like even a year later i know i'm like i wish we could get more patients coming in like mm. for a year to do those photos so people could see oh, like, i had some of this week it was awesome like the scars and she was very very dark skin breast mm. reduction and and you just don't know how dark those scars are going to be afterwards until it like almost invisible mm. yeah. like, sometimes they're, so they're actually less visible yeah which I agree. is weird yeah because yeah. you, you mm. build them up to be like less yeah, visible than what uh, other patients than patients with lighter skin. Oh, so people people with dark skin naturally <laughs> not less visible than no, no skin. I know. I was like, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not a doctor. But yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> Once again, we don't we don't perform magic. Yeah. But close. <laughs> um, okay, who who is a patient who's had a really satisfying result this year? Uh, I'm reserving the right to name two. <laughs> <laughs> um. So one is um, Jess' journey to good health. 
I'm sure she won't mind um, me naming her. So, I mean, she's just... an Insta handle, by the way, not a Christian name. Yeah, well, (laughs) Uh, So, I mean, she's just literally been on such an amazing journey, such a huge amount of weight loss. um, And she's just worked so hard, transformed her life. And but you know she was she was quite challenging because she had just so much loose skin and needed multiple procedures. So I think when I first met her, I I said to her, "We're going to become close friends." Yeah. Um, and I, I'm not sure how many, I've maybe operated on her three or four times. Um, and yeah, she's very active on Instagram, so I, I get to see her way more than just in consults. Uh, and just the way like she's smashing it out at gym all the time, and um, yeah, and then she's had some other medical challenge as well which she's documented that anyone can follow um but i think probably yeah my most satisfying um and the other one is uh, um, another weight loss patient who was the daughter of a nurse i worked with many years ago um and she had a body lift and arms um and i think i mean partly i mean she's got a great result but and but also I think maybe because I like I've known her mum for so long and that they trusted me to do it and then just seeing her come into the office and the smile on her face and from what I've heard how much it's changed her life and her confidence and what she does uh so yeah those two stand out for me yeah nice what are your two uh well I think the first one can get named as well because um uh Kristen who did you did the podcast with so um yeah, she, she's a pretty amazing um, woman and came in really just for a breast reduction consult and kind of a throwaway comment like, oh, yeah, my stomach's a mess from um, previous surgeries, major surgeries when she was a lot younger. And I was like, well, you know, if, if you want me to have a look at it, you, I don't have to, but if you want an opinion, if there's anything that we can do about it. And, um, yeah, cut to the. I did end up doing an abdominal plasty and fixed a whole lot of muscle injury from all those previous surgeries. And um, yeah, had a belly button hernia as well. She was just like, this, I don't know, my belly button's just this bubble. And it's like, yeah, well, we can fix that too. And um, so I think she, she just had no idea that anything could be done for that and I, th- I think part of you know why she was so great on the podcast as well was like if, if anyone can learn from that journey um and and she's also just been a super easy patient to look after and just had an amazing result you so. should see her thing she had like so many scars across her thing from like colostomy bags like whatever and then it just like they all went away into like this little like harry potter scar and it's like literally just like a little lightning bolt and i was like how like it's honestly i'm fascinated i was just like i can't i don't even know how you do that and that because she had the end of one of her vertical scars was at the very bottom and it was still puckered and tight so i just did it i put a zeplasty in it in the middle Mm. at the bottom of her abdominoplasty and i'm like you know a flat on a flat was (laughs) slightly risky but and so now she's got a tummy tuck scar and then a z in the middle of it um but it's not puckered in or anything was it magic it was magic. <laughs> I just waved my wand in it. It was like... That's a private really joke. Just Sorry. <laughs> Love to be included someday. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your other one? Um, and so my other patient, she's I've operated on her twice. She was originally booked to have a abdominoplasty um, ooh, a year or two ago and... COVID, COVID. She was, and she was a bit chubby, but she was suitable for that. She went away and just smashed out losing weight came and had her abdominoplasty had a great result 
I don't know how, but there was still lost another 10 kilos after that. And she is literally just muscle. And she's got quite a symmetrical breast that we had originally talked about doing um, a lift on one side and to even her up. And she's the only patient with doing chest exercises. This normally doesn't work. (laughs) Big disclaimer. But she has managed to, with the weight loss and with doing a lot of pec work, has managed to lift her breast to a degree. Mm. Um, And it's photo documented that we've got. I would be like... I don't believe my (laughs) own story, but I have photos of it. And so we were still kind of talking about doing a lift on one side to get her even because her nipple height's very uneven. And she's like, the only thing I hate the most about my flat tummy is the scar. hate the scar. Like, Mm. I don't want any more scars on my breasts than what Mm. I need. So she's like, I can accept the uneven nipples. So we ended up just doing um, asymmetrical breast implants to Mm -hmm. get her even and super happy and it it goes to show what amazing amount of hard work she did to get her to suitable Mm. stage for both of those surgeries Mm. um and managed to be able to get away with less surgery on her breast to get an outcome that she's super happy with like the Mm. in clothing symmetrical um sure the nipple height's a bit different but like that is the least of her worries and she can accept that far more than having the extra scars on her breast so Again, you know, every like other patient would be like, "Oh my god, look how uneven!" And I couldn't deal with having my nipples like that. Yeah. And she's like, "I couldn't deal with the scars." So we have to work with yeah, what yeah. people. So with an asymmetrical um, augmentation, so you just put it. You, they still different will both size get an implants. implants yeah, just correct. Yeah. Do you ever do just one implant? Uh, yes, can do. So if if a patient's got a larger breast that they like and they're yeah. totally fine with. Um, can put a small implant on the other side to try and even up. And that's where the Vectra is quite helpful with right, trying right, right. to size. Um, and conversely, I've also done a unilateral breast reduction um, oh. for a patient that had the smaller side that they liked yeah. <laughs> and the bigger side that they didn't like. That's so more common. Probably more common, yeah. That, wow. Shock. That is shocking. Or you could potentially yeah. put an implant on one side and a reduction. No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't drop your money. Do you buy the implants in pairs? <laughs> um, no, you one. can buy them as one. <laughs> Boom. That's so fascinating. Um, Half price for just okay. one. This, I guess this next one's probably more just an opportunity for you to add a third. <laughs> but a patient whose transformation has really stuck with you. It doesn't have to be. Physical can be like mental or like, you know, mm. their kind of approach to surgery. But is there anybody who you've really seen like throughout this year just go through a journey? I do. Yes. It's a bit of a throwback one and it's a bit different different um, uh, type of surgery. So this is this patient from 10 years ago who came to see me and had just a look like, felt like a little lipoma on her forearm. So a little benign fatty tumour. And I, just, I cut it out under local anaesthetic. Um, and it came back as this really nasty sort of tumour, very mm. unexpected. And so I had to take it to theatre um, and cut it out with a wider margin and it was still incomplete. So we had to go back and do a much bigger excision, take a chunk of tissue from her thigh, reconnect the arteries and veins. <coughs> um, lovely, lovely patient. Side, side story. 
uh, she actually works for one of the airlines and I bumped into her at the airport one time and I was actually in a lot of trouble with some neck pain mm. and she upgraded me, which has never happened to me before. Okay. Um, anyway, I, why she, she's relevant this week is I just got a letter from her oncologist mm. um, to say it's been 10 years of monitoring mm. and all of her scans are cleared and he's discharged her from the clinic. Mm. So I sent her a text and I just said, oh, I just got a, a nice letter from um, Jeremy, the oncologist. And she emailed, texted me back straight away, just say, yeah, yeah, it's amazing. And, mm. you know, so, yeah, did, that's Did you tell her when your next flight is? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 Actually, uh, what are the chances, <laughs> though? Yeah. What are the chances you wander in? Does, right oh, into I was, oh, my neck pain that time was that's that could yeah, be a whole yeah, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh, I was really. Oh, yeah, I yeah, should yeah. have felt it. My God. Um, but what about you? Um, I I had a patient who just recently I operated on, but I'd seen her three years ago, I think, and uh, she wanted a tummy tuck, and uh, no, she she wanted. A flat tummy mm-hmm. and she needed a tummy tuck but she also needed to lose some weight and so I went through the surgery, the scar and she said, oh, no, 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 I don't want, I don't want that scar. So she went away, um, had some liposuction, um, didn't really work, uh, had some fat freezing, mm-hmm. made it fatter. Mm-hmm. She was one of those small mm. percentage where the fat got bigger and then she thought, I saw that doctor a while ago. Maybe the advice she gave me might have yeah. <laughs> been relevant. Um, started doing clinical Pilates, dropped some weight, and then came back to me and said, oh, yeah, so I, my tummy's kind of worse than what it was, but I've lost some weight and um, was now suitable, and I did an abdominoplasty. And the interesting thing, that though, with having, like, once I was inside, is that, She'd only had the liposuction and the and the fat freezing, um, but there was significant amounts of scarring in that mm. plane that we lift the tissues up from, mm. and I don't know which of those procedures mm. that that would be from, but it was way more than someone that had had cesarean, for example, and wow. it was quite yeah, it was quite impressive. Um, Not I, in yeah. a good way. <laughs> no, no, no. It was. Um, uh, quite incredible, but yeah. So you know, these people do. Mm. <laughs> so I know you don't know where, like, which one the sky was from, but like you know, with the fat freezing, mm. because I think we said that when it gets fatter, it's because the they harden. The yeah, fat it sort of mm. get, it gets fibrousy though as well. And I can you so. could you see that in there that like not really no like more of a microscope situation probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just learning. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Um, uh, how would you describe this year in three words? Should we alternate? No. <laughs> Mine's a sentence. Okay. A three-word sentence. Yeah. Oh. COVID is dead. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Glad someone does. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had way more than three words, but anyway. Freedom, well. um, busy, and fast. I think they were the, like, the year is just... Nice. FPF. Disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say it had to be an acronym. Yeah, I mean they're all acronyms. Huh? I can make yours into an acronym. <laughs> what is that? C I D. Okay, and finally, what's something we want to achieve at Re in twenty twenty three? Beautiful sentence. Yeah, uh, I'm going all in on the on YouTube, mm-hmm. so um, look out for that. Um, 
yeah, I think uh, it's going to be a, it's it's a great medium for us and uh, to continue on with the education that we provide for patients. Um, also, a few tweaks to the podcast, so that's going to be exciting. But yep, all in on YouTube. Nice. Mm. I have three words for this as well. No, it's actually more than that. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I think just continue to build the community, um, uh, trans- transforming people's lives and creating happiness, really. Um, it is a pleasure and a privilege to be able to get to do what we do uh, and to be involved in people's journeys. So, you know, just keep along that path. And uh, it's a, I guess I can say it here. We're, we're amongst friends. It's a significant O birthday year for me next year. Ooh. So a bit more freedom and a bit more travel on the cards yes. too. Nice. Um, as an aside. Nice. 30, Crazy. obviously. Crazy. <laughs> I thought it was 20. Yeah, yeah. Oh, come on. That's, lying that would us. be 20 would be just be ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye. If you liked this episode of Keeping It Real, please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, why don't you have a flick through our past episodes? We'd love to hear your requests for future topics, so send your suggestions through to us on IG at Replastic Surgery. That's all for today, and we'll catch you next time for another peek into the world of plastic surgery.